0: Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. This podcast is for those who want to learn how cities go about with the energy transition, how they take action with courage and creativity. The city of Prague has an ambitious climate plan. In addition to high goals for energy efficiency, Prague city leaders also want to give birth to more energy communities. Today I'm meeting Miloslav Franek from the Energy Management Department of Prague City Hall and Teresa McLaughlin-Vanova from the Czech Association of Local Energy Managers. Together they're about to set up the very first Czech energy community in Prague. How ready are the Czech Republic and its residents for this very new type of energy generation? In this episode, Teresa and Miloslav lead us through the complexity of decentralized and citizen-driven energy in Czech Republic. Hi, Teresa and Miloslav. Welcome and thank you for joining City Stories today. Hello, Teresa, good uh,
1: afternoon.
0: Hi, hi to both of you. Um, I wanted to start with Teresa, actually, because um, Teresa, you're part of a national organization. So I guess you have quite a good overview of um, the current renewables landscape and the space that renewables are occupying in the country, um, both in terms of really uh, the space uh, in, in, in the public space, but also in, in policy terms. How does the current picture look like, both on the national and on the local level?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, on the national level, the Czech Republic is following us, all the other EU countries, the, its National Energy and Climate Plan, where it promised uh, to meet the target of 22% of renewable share production. By 2030. And given that I think at the moment we're at something like 16%, this is the target that mm-hmm. we we'll probably meet quite comfortably. um Saying that, this is the target for overall kind of national uh, renewables production. But when you look at the local municipal level, I think the numbers are kind of different. And strangely enough, I was pre- uh, preparing for this meeting that there are no kind of official numbers. Uh, when it comes to how uh, what, what the share is uh, coming from the municipalities. Okay. However, I'm coming from a report I found that was prepared by association called Nujiduha, which is something similar like Friends of Earth, they also cooperate on an uh, international level. And uh, so according to their study, which was finished either last year or this year, I'm not sure, uh, there's about 130 municipalities that have their own renewable sources producing electricity, and out of this, and I guess it's not surprising, three quarters are photovoltaics. And the rest is the kind of other renewables as we know them. Okay, so
0: 130 municipalities. How many are there in total, more or less, in Czech Republic? I Do you have think, this
1: figure? Yes, I think it's about 5,600. Oh, okay.
0: Quite a lot. <laughs> okay, so quite quite a big total number, but still a um, um, minority which has really um, started generating own renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Miloslav, the city of Prague uh, is, is trying to go that direction as well. Um, your city has very ambitious climate targets. Prague is committed to lowering CO2 emissions by 45%, if I'm right, by 2030. And you want to reach carbon neutrality by 2050. How does the community approach play into that strategy?
2: Uh, Well, uh, the official governmental approach logically uh, focuses on a big centralized energetics, uh, still in major part based on coal. The community installations can open faster, I would say more flexible, hopefully financially uh, on the positive side way to decrease CO2 stream. Uh, I say each megawatt, uh, produced by a uh, greener way, each megawatt counts. So uh, each successful example of the communal uh, installation can help to show more sustainable direction.
0: That's a good point, and you're doing right in um, reminding all the good benefits that come with renewable energy. So let's, let's get a bit concrete. What exactly do you plan in terms of community energy in Prague? Uh,
2: first, we need to create the environment, as at the moment, that's not the game. Uh, we need to be able to uh, share the energy between communities, Once the communities appear, then uh, I believe the first project, one that successfully happens, uh, we will learn from uh, the example to be able to scale further as much as possible. Successful uh, experience will drag the attention and motivate others. Uh, Then we offer support, uh, open communication, sharing the information, uh, the plan is to have the one-stop-shop uh, to uh, support the technical solutions way. Uh, that should follow.
0: And w- when you say this, did you have other European uh, examples in mind?
2: Well, uh, Prague is, uh, or Prague City, uh, city of Prague the whole is uh, quite active in this direction. We are... Uh, Focusing and following several Horizon 2020 uh, research and innovation program projects. We participate in SCORE project, uh, where we plan to have uh, in uh, near future uh, two pilot installations for photovoltaics on residential houses. Uh, We have joined the Resilience project together with our colleagues from uh, Technical University. Uh, we participate in Sustainable uh, Energy and Climate Action Plan on the Covenant of Majors. Uh, then we are uh, part of the Carbon Neutral Cities Alliance, following examples like, for example, the Vienna Manhattan uh, Otakring District installation or even the Lithuanian uh, approach on the fully open market for. Uh, private uh, photovoltaics and uh, uh, green resources is beautiful, so uh, that's that's the way.
0: And did you actually, um, I'm just wondering because you were saying um, in my previous question you were, it sounds like you were still starting quite from scratch, so did you already do for example um, a mapping of the solar potential that exists in Prague so that you know what exactly and how much you will be able to produce no matter whether it's by the municipality itself or by citizens or other local stakeholders
2: uh, just recently uh, we have uh, received the uh, decision from the prague city hall uh, board uh, by confirming the prague climate plan where there are detailed uh, uh, data what we gonna do and what is the direction What are the four main areas of focus uh, so yes that's uh, following some steps by steps uh, movement uh, where I believe uh, when we have the plan uh, we know what's necessary to do now question is only how to approach and how far we can get by that Uh, governmental direction belief may uh, change as well Uh, as the europe is uh, developing slightly different way uh, we need the decision how to get uh, rid of the coal burning uh, uh, energy Uh, that will help us as well in prague as we do not uh, produce much of energy ourselves now. Uh, Majority is supplied uh, by the grid. Uh, but we can help ourselves as well. So that's that's the that's the way we would like to do. So
0: I hear that the city council did not wait for any major decision to exit fossil fuels at national level, but took really uh, this good decision of uh, adopting the new climate plan. I think that really will make your work much easier. And yeah, having the political backing is is one of the crucial things when it comes to uh, local renewable energy. So now you have this political support and You will also need to get support from all those local stakeholders that you want to involve. When we met at the Collaboration Lab of the European Climate Foundation a a few weeks ago, I remember you, Teresa, saying that Czech people are not yet very aware of those energy topics, namely those renewable and prosumer energy topics. What, according to you, needs to change... To make sure that citizens are, are really engaging in in this type of initiatives, especially when they are pushed by the local authority.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the I think citizens uh, need to experience uh, these kind of initiatives because I'm I'm just thinking in comparison coming from the kind of communist regime we were not used to. Uh, what is quite developed in the West, like the civic society, people found it maybe strange to organize themselves in NGOs and push some kind of public um, goods forward. And that's changed because people saw the uh, opportunity. And I think it's the same with energy. Energy has been historically centralized. And it's something I think a person thinks of, there's nothing I can change, you know, the way what comes into my house. But Mm -hmm. as there are kind of examples coming in and people see, there are a lot of houses, for example, in the Czech Republic, people residents kind of choose to to have uh, part of their power or just heating of the water supplied by maybe photovoltaics or the heat pumps. So I think once they see that these projects are possible, someone kind of communicates clearly to them what what the benefits are. and also the the, the framework, and I'm not I'm not talking about legal framework. I'm kind of talking in general the framework' the kind of organizational one as well, it's kind of clear and people know what they can do. Uh, um, I think these projects will be coming in.
0: On the one side, you say there are already some examples from citizens who put their own solar panels on their houses and that could encourage others to do the same. On the other side, you as more from the institutional side, you're trying to be a role model in that and in in stimulating people in in following your, your path. How will you make sure this does not become too much of a top-down or a very institutional initiatives initiative? Sorry, that works only for a while. I mean, um, you always need to make sure that citizens really feel a certain sense of ownership in in that
1: type of initiatives. Well, I think when it's coming from the from the cities, from the municipalities you live in, I would more think of it as a kind of uh, bottom-up approach because you mm-hmm. kind of care about about the environment, the region you live in, and most likely, even in in, in bigger cities, you tend to know who your who your um, what do you call the councillors are. So you know you're kind of closer to them and you can discuss mm-hmm. with them. I think that's the role of the cities, and that's why we're helping you know, cities and towns to kind of get on this path because they are the ones kind of closest to citizens. It's not the national government that kind of maybe mm-hmm. sense up the rules, but the cities do have the power and the ability to, to kind of talk to their citizens to explain what's happening. They can put some of the resources, when it comes, for example, I've read an example of setting up a wind power turbine in one of the Czech villages, because it's something that's not very popular here. People quite often argue about the aesthetical part of the environment, but they manage through a series of roundtables to explain to people what's going to happen. Uh, how, how the construction is going to be, how the the operation and what's going to also happen after the lifetime of, of this power turbine. And in the end, all the citizens approved it. So I think that's why we're working with the cities and showing them the examples and the tools, how to kind of uh, get also the public p- opinion on their side.
0: That's one key success factor that I hear so often from city representatives saying that the more your processes are transparent, the more citizens will actually be trustful and be ready also to, to be part of, of all that. Um, Miloslav, did, did you experience the same and, and are you are you already kind of putting in place this type of processes where citizens can, can have their say or at least be informed about what is being planned?
2: Uh, well you know the situation in uh humans communication every time there are a lot of uh, strange information and strange uh, uh thinking and appro- uh, a- approaches uh when you stay uh, open and when you stay uh true people understand that and they will follow uh that's the normal approach and no, normal uh, uh, people's uh, feeling. Uh, so I believe uh, the right examples, once the communities start working and that the benefits will uh, become known, uh, they will follow. It's, it's just a physical approach we, we do as, as people. So
0: to make sure that I understood your project well and that listeners will understand it uh, correctly, you will start generating uh, solar energy and put it on public roofs essentially, but then open it up to participation from any other local stakeholder, right?
2: That's what we would like to do in the first step with our uh, uh, pilot. Uh, to show the way, to open the gate, to give the first working example, share the information, share uh, the technical solution and show the benefit. Uh, Later on, uh, once the community uh, sharing of energy, once the uh, overflow of the power to the grid is uh, resolved and understood, Uh, the rules, Uh, I believe that's the way forward uh, even for uh, families in in Prague uh, and the uh, flat unions, as as I see it in front of Mm -hmm. us. Within that, Prague City can help a lot and give the support as we believe uh, the financing uh, is there, resources are open, There is uh, a a little bit lack of uh, um, understanding from uh, municipal uh, sides that people get uh, strange information from different uh, players in the game. Uh, They get uh, the approval once uh, you give the true information. This is the way. You can have it, you can benefit on that, and it's your way how to help yourself, which works quite well, I believe.
0: And if you start dreaming and looking further, much further into the future, how will this community energy in Prague look like in, let's say, to make it easy, five years, if your most ambitious dreams (laughs) that you have currently become
2: true? Oh Well, uh, you know, uh, it's not much about dreams, uh, that might be even bad dreams, but I believe there will be several working communities sharing the energy, growing in number, getting uh, reasonable governmental and municipal support, uh, and there will be the changed way of thinking in people. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is. It's,
0: it sounds great, and I'm sure you, you will get there. But are there potentially some obstacles in your way that you already see and that you're trying to remove from your way?
2: Um, I would say there is quite a lot of mm, challenges at the moment. Uh, uh, even on the Prague uh, City Hall side, there are... Uh, standard uh, ways how to do things Uh, and in front of us there is a a huge uh, piece of cake to uh, change i believe uh, once we open uh, once we succeed in first uh, installations and first projects it will start to grow that's the avalanche effect i hope to uh, caused by our activities.
0: Okay, and so you will certainly also make the snowball roll by involving other uh, organizations. I mean, for now, the the pilot energy cooperative is driven by your two organizations, so the Prague City Hall and the association gathering the local energy managers of the Czech Republic. Um, what other partners would you like to involve? so the, the question goes to both of you. what What are the stakeholders that are um, that can be helpful on this way and uh, that can be also that ca- can play a major role in producing renewable energy, either because they have resources or because they are already very much in favor of that type of energy production?
2: i believe I believe Teresa can comment on that as she's got the wider view uh, around the, the country.
0: okay mm. Teresa what what would
1: you say? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> one of the obstacles that that's uh, quite often mentioned is is the legal unclarity, so I know there are kind of maybe legal funds working on the issue. so maybe to consult some of these things uh, with them would be a starting point. Um, so there hold- is
0: legal clarity at the national level, right? In terms of national legal frameworks?
1: Yes, yes. It's still mm-hmm. the transposition that's happening at the moment. So I mm-hmm. think that's where um, maybe some of some entities are holding back, you know, waiting mm-hmm. what, what the final result will be so that they know what they're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking the state, is quite important in the Czech level because, I mean, regional authorities don't have the, the financial means to support mm-hmm. these kind of initiatives. All the money comes from from, from the government. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's good to see some city representatives, and I'm not talking about councillors, but kind of energy managers, people with, with, with hands-on experience being part of the uh, working groups. And mm-hmm. as an as association, we're also in some of the working groups that uh, decide uh sort of in topics that uh decides on financing um energy communities for example, you know or what the uh what the support will look like so mm-hmm. i think the kind of soft power is important as well, and i think we we technology producers are not really i think that the Uh, logically are the ones interested in selling as many of their products as possible. So we haven't really been discussing with them. So I would probably, I would say that from my point of view, it's good to have some kind of legal support. It's good to have some Mm -hmm. uh, understand uh, the the kind of state because that's where the financing comes from. But the most important and valued, I would still think it's it's the other cities experience. So looking, you know, more like the kind of find the answers, look for solutions mm-hmm. with other municipal partners.
0: Okay, that, that sounds
1: like mm-hmm. there is a big need for networking
0: both horizontally between the cities, but also networking really between the decision makers and policy makers at national level with well people from your association, people maybe also uh, from other uh, local or regional authorities um mm-hmm. so um, it's 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 a recurring uh, issue and the transposition of the directive is a difficult task in many countries so um the Czech republic is definitely not the only one um mm-hmm. being being in that that type of uh clarity. miloslav i'm thinking of another local stakeholder which could be quite relevant for your project which is your local energy supplier you have uh, this this uh, amazing asset of, of having your own municipal energy company. Will they be involved in that project?
2: Uh, well, that should be uh, the way for us in Prague. On the other hand, it's more or less independent company uh, who have their own uh, budget and their own uh, business plan. Uh, still... Uh, I believe this is a reasonable beginning for us to discuss with a little bit closer people to us. Uh, on the other hand, when talking about the major and centralized uh, energy uh, producer in the, in the Czech Republic, uh, even you can hear sometimes that there is not enough of sun for solar plants and there is no wind in the Czech Republic for wind energy and there there is not Mm -hmm. enough water to generate the ice. It's uh, quite strange that uh, on the border of our country everything stops and it's necessary to build uh, that or other sort of huge investment plant. Uh, Even the major player is uh, running and operating wind solar plants and uh, owning a lot of solar installations so the the way is changing this is uh, the right uh, feeling for me it moves even sometimes you hear strange things that's the way and that's the most important
0: thing. One one thing is what people say. The other thing is what people do. So uh, even better if, if things move on the ground. I'm really Correct. sorry to yeah. say that we're already getting to the, to the last question of our interview. As I said, before Prague was one of the three city cohorts that participated in the recent collaboration lab on energy communities. Mm-hmm. So uh, you both met up with Valencia and with people from the four municipalities of UXA from Italy. We also had last year's participants uh, of the lab from Strasbourg, Pamplona and Modena in the session. Uh, now, I, for for the end of this interview, I would like uh, each of you to give us one takeaway from that lab, something that you remember and that you can hopefully also use in your everyday work
1: on renewable and citizen energy in Prague? I think what was quite nice to hear uh, was that we're all kind of fighting all our own battles a little bit. So it's not mm-hmm. just feeling, we're all stuck in. Uh, but it, I think because it's a new thing, it, it's a new phenomenon, we all have mm-hmm. to kind of find our ways to get there. Um what I found really useful was that kind of big, uh, was it, was it like a board that we had to fill in? Yeah,
0: but where, the microboard that we worked the on. The
1: microboard, mm-hmm. uh-huh, where all the different aspects I actually haven't thought of were kind of put in one place. And I think that really made me think of the projects in a more kind of thorough and complex way, you know, mm-hmm. counting in all the different aspects you have to do uh, and people you have to speak to and things you have to arrange to deliver a successful energy community project. That was mm-hmm. what i found the most interesting there
0: miloslav what what sticks uh, to your mind when you think back to this collaboration lab uh
2: well it's um i would say it's positive to see that we are trying to resolve almost the same troubles on the way mm-hmm. uh, to more greener or sustainable way how uh, to live in our countries, in our cities, That's basically uh, we can have the feeling that part of uh, former Eastern Europe bloc uh, has bigger troubles or... Uh, no, 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 we have the same. We are trying to approach basically the same situation within the changing uh, climate situation uh, that's... Uh, Quite frustrating. On one uh, hand side, on the other hand side, we can cope with that, and we see the right examples uh, with Strasbourg or Pamplona, or Murena uh, projects. Uh, so uh, it's possible to resolve. Let's go ahead.
1: And if I may, if I may add one last thing. Thanks mm-hmm. to this meeting, I've connected to kind of some people f- from the organizations that participated. And we have kind of agreed to follow up with some joint activities. So I think it's kind of having that community, knowing that there are people who are are trying to do similar things as you are and have them be able to go back to them and ask them for support. I think that's invaluable.
0: That's very good to know. And that's also the objective that we have to create a community of practice around those topics and to create kind of a platform for people on which they can share their their ideas, their sorrows, their challenges, but also their achievements and um and I'm actually very glad that you did the same today during this interview. Thanks really for sharing your your first steps uh, that you're currently taking. Thanks also to this very recent city hall decision. I'm Quite aware of the fact that there are still uh, some stumbling blocks on your way, but I'm sure that with the community engagement you're just about to, to boost, you will remove many of them, and you will be really uh, a pioneer for other uh, Czech cities, and, and hopefully a major inspiration for them to to do something similar. So I'm really uh, glad that you were able to, to join for this interview. You're doing a fantastic job in the Czech capital, and I hope that this will create this snowball effect that Miloslav is is dreaming of, uh, but in a good way, in a positive dream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for that.
1: Thank you for inviting us.
0: For those who want to learn more about pioneering Prague or other cities, you can find additional resources on the Energy Cities website, www.energy-cities.eu. And if you liked this episode, please tell other people about us and share this episode with whoever can be interested. Thank you very much. This episode and the before-mentioned Collaboration Lab were made possible thanks to funding from the European Climate Foundation. The European Climate Foundation is an international non-profit organization and its great team promotes climate and energy policies all over Europe. In 2019, the foundation launched its energy democracy program, which focuses on the support of community energy projects both at the EU and at national levels. Check out their website europeanclimate.org, europeanclimate.org.